Welcome to Palm Vista Community Church as we this morning continue our wonderful series in the Psalms. We've entitled the series Worship in Technicolor. And the reason we've entitled it that is because the Psalms enable us to worship God in technicolor, in every color and hue and tone and shade of life. Good, bad, happy, sad. Whatever you're going through right now, this book of the Psalms speaks to your heart that you might worship God in that moment. This morning's message is entitled, Sing a New Song. Sing a new song, and it will be out of Psalm 98. Sing a new song. We are all composing songs in our hearts every single day. We compose them in our minds, our emotions, in how we interpret life. And then they come out of our mouths, maybe not in music, and if you're like me, I can't carry a tune to save my life, but they come out in what we say or don't say, and they come out in ways that can surprise us and others. Music is a gift from God. What kind of songs are you composing? What kind of music is coming out of your mouth? You know, there's all kinds of music, right? There's country music. You, you, know, you know the joke about country music, right? What, what do you play, when, what do you get when you play a country music backward? You get your truck back, your girlfriend back, your dog back, your job back. There's my children's, one of my ch- children's favorite, EDM. So I had to ask my son again this morning, what does EDM mean? Electronic dance music, right? You know, the one that has wonderful varied beat. Boom, 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 boom. Just go down to Ultra every year. You will hear it all day for four or five days. With DJs that get paid way too much money to just go like this the whole time. I know I'm in trouble with all you EDM folks, sorry. They're they're wonderful, yes, they're wonderful. There's rock and roll. We were at the men's retreat, and in an unguarded moment, we're all around the campfire. It's the last night, and somebody, I'm going to blame Marcos Herrero on this, okay? Yes, thank you. He's he's playing from his, uh, his little device on a speaker. All right. It's time to play whatever music you like. What do you want? Uh, what do you want? Yeah. You know, and I hear I'm the pastor, right? And I'm talking to somebody. Al, what do you want? I said, All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I went, Oh, that might not have been the right song for a men's retreat at a church campfire. You know, that was my go to as a young man. Some of us like smooth jazz. You get where I'm going, right? We all have a propensity. We're singing that song in our car. Some of it is, you know, the country music, everything's going wrong, and oh, woe is me. Some of it is hard-driving, you know, rock and roll, Jimi Hendrix all along the, the Watchtower, or Purple Haze. And don't listen to those songs, children, okay? Um, some of it is EDM, electronic dance music. You don't care. The, the words don't matter. You just like to dance. You like the beat, you like to dance. Some of you, it's just jazz, just easy listening, right? You and Gary Beecham driving down the road. <laughs> Nothing bothers you, just... Easy jazz. Hello, this is Gary. Tonight we're listening to 
So your life, right, produces music, doesn't it? Some of you, it's headbanging, you know, crazy punk rock, because that's just who you are. You're composing a song, and it's coming out of your mouth. The Lord is saying to you this morning, sing a new song to me. You get that? Sing a new song to me. Now, we're going to study what this means, but on the front end, I just want you to understand what that term, new song, you'll find it in the, one of the first verses we're going to read in Psalm 98. That's a technical term in the Hebrew. And a new song used in that Psalm 98 was a song that was sung to God as a victorious warrior. It's a new song, as used in Psalm 98, is a song sung to God as a victorious warrior. As a matter of fact, many commentators believe that Psalm 98 was composed after a victory in battle, after a particularly difficult victory in battle. But the battle was won, and so God's people are composing a new song, which is a technical term for a song of victory. Right? After your team wins the, the, the national championship, you know, what is it? We are the champions, or whatever new song it is. They, it, there's typically a song that is sung, okay? It's usually not easy listening smooth jazz at that moment. It's hard driving. We're the victors! We're the champions! We're the best! Whatever song you might be thinking. That's, that's the genre of Psalm 98. But can I also suggest that a new song is a song God wants to give you from his word about his victories in your life. As a matter of fact, before we even start this sermon, I want you to just think in your head right now, what has the Lord done for you? Rarely do we think that, right? If we're thinking about what the Lord hasn't done for us or what others have taken for us, it ends up coming out pretty pretty dark songs, right? But I just want you to take a moment right now. What has God done for you? And if you're a Christian, it should start with, He has saved you from His wrath that you richly deserve. That is really good news. But in addition to that, He's given you so much. So that new song is a song you would compose. One of my children said that it was cool that, that her children were singing songs and composing songs. If you, you've had ch- little children or grandchildren, it's just fun to listen to the little songs they'll sing. And some are more gifted than others. But, but there's a song in your heart that God wants you to sing to Him. So that's a new song as well, okay? So you understand the theological understanding. It's a song of victory to our victorious warrior God who, who won. But it's also a new song you're going to sing today. What song will you sing when you drive home today? To the Lord. Okay? All right, well, let's read about this new song in Psalm 98. You ready? Verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. That's always a picture of battle when you read it in the Old Testament. His right hand. His holy arm, there's strength there. God is one. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. This battle was televised on national TV. And Israel won. 
And everybody saw it. And God gets the glory. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Makes me think of uh, the World Cup a couple of years ago in South Africa. Remember those vuvuzelas? You know, they had those long trumpets. Drove me crazy. But they were blowing them because they were excited. God wants us to blow the trumpet to him that he won the victory in my life. I'm singing, I'm making melody, I'm playing the guitar and the piano and the drums. I'm jumping up and down because God is the victor. He's my God because he chose me, not because I deserve it. Verse 7. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. The world and those who dwell in it. Let, Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together. Before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. So what song are you composing right now? I don't know about you, but there's a real irritating thing that happens in my home that I fall into all the time. I'll suddenly be working or I'll be doing something and I'll find myself singing a song out of nowhere. And I'm thinking, where did that come from? Well, it's usually a song that Desi is singing or whistling or humming. And then suddenly, without even thinking about it, I start whistling, singing it or humming it. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? I don't even like the song. You see, you can find yourself singing the songs of people around you if you're not paying attention. And sometimes those songs aren't very good songs to be singing. We we must pay attention to the tunes in our heart because music is powerful, because God calls us to sing a new song to him based upon the reality that he is our victor in battle, that he is our king who rules over us, and that he is our, our judge who has judged our sins in Christ. As a matter of fact, that's the main point of this psalm on the screen. Sing a new song. To the Lord, your victor, king, and judge. Point one, sing to the Lord, your victor. The technical term here, new song, is about victory in battle. What victory has God won in battle? God has won the victory over sin and death in Jesus Christ our Lord. This psalm speaks of Jesus Christ living the perfect life that we could not live, dying the sacrificial death on the cross to defeat sin and Satan and rising from the dead for our forgiveness. Every bit as much as that battle was televised back then in Psalm 98, the battle of Jesus was televised on a cross for all the world to see on a hill outside of Jerusalem, and Jesus won the victory. He's our victor. He's our warrior. He defeated the enemy. And we are to sing a new song to him. What I love about these first couple of verses is God did it very publicly. And God did it because of the glory and his own steadfast 
love. Look at it again with me. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord, verse 2, has made known his salvation. The Lord has made his known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. We know from the New Testament that the righteousness of God is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord, a righteousness that we could not earn according to Romans 3, but a righteousness that God displayed in Jesus when he made him a propitiation for our sins. That's a fancy way of saying God put the wrath that you and I deserve on Jesus on the cross, on that hill, and gave us the favor that Jesus earned in his perfect life. God has displayed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. Do you see that? In the sight of the nations. Why? Verse 3. Because he has remembered his steadfast love. That's another technical term in the Psalms. It's the Hebrew word chesed. And it just means God's covenant loyalty. His loyal love to his people. Not because we deserve it, but because he's loyal. Because he's faithful, as it says in Psalm 3, to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of God. I love the song we sang this morning that teaches us a new song. I put the lyrics for one of the verses up on the screen. Every generation shall sing your worth. This was the last song. should be on the screen there. Should be, this is the last song that we sang. Every generation shall sing your worth. This is greater than we can imagine. And magnify your mercy and your grace. We'll sing about the Savior who came to earth to bear the sins of those he came to save. You fill our hearts with wonder. We'll worship you forever. That song captures this psalm to teach us the new song, to sing together to the Lord, to remind one another he saved us. May we be part of those generations that are singing worship to God. You know what I imagine? I imagine an uh, an Israelite in the desert maybe around, I don't know, 900 B.C., resting on his spear after a battle. Maybe his hat's off to one side. Maybe he's missing a tooth or two. (laughs) He's got a patch over his eye. He's kind of, you know, but, but he's with all his other fellow Israelites. And the battle's over. And God won the battle, and it was a difficult battle. And they're singing this song to the Lord. And then down through the ages, I see saints all through the ages who have stood up in front of persecution. I just studied about Tertullian in the 200s AD, who was martyred, and Cyprian, who were martyred. And I think about those in the 15s and 1600s who stood for righteousness, Martin Luther and those in the Reformation. And I think about missionaries that have been martyred in Central and South America and the Caribbean to give their life. And I hear them all singing. And this morning we joined our voices with them. Sing a new song to our victor, our warrior, who won the battle. And we enjoy the victory and the blessings Forever and ever and ever. Point two, sing to the Lord our King. He's not only a warrior, he's a warrior king. This is David out leading his troops from the front. This would be as if somehow Patton would be leading in that that, that tank that's leading the column. This would be as as if the leader, the king himself, was out in front leading. He is the king, he's the warrior, he's the victor, and he's out there ruling and reigning. Look at verses four to six. 
Psalm 98. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Why do I sing a new song to the Lord? Because he's a victor and he's won the victory for me. But listen, he's the king. He rules and reigns. He governs your circumstances and my circumstances. Things are not spinning out of control, friend. God is king and stands ruling over them. Now that opens up another whole set of questions. Particularly if you've experienced loss recently. I know some of you have. And I'm sorry for that. But he's king. The one who won the victory over sin and death, though you experience it briefly. The one who rose from the dead, he's king. He's king. He's king over your finances and your marriage. He's king over your education. He's king over your health. He rules the forces of darkness that you may be fearing right now. In the penal household, we've had... Some, some difficulties recently, just physical difficulties, accidents, and just weird stuff. And it can tempt us, but he's king over that. Not one molecule moves without King Jesus commanding it. Not one. Now, I understand what you're asking, but why, he, why did he let that molecule move and produce cancer in my body or my parents' body? Why couldn't he have moved the molecules of my car a little bit to the left so I didn't hit that person? He's good. And he's king. And so we worship him. We worship him with all of our hearts. I love the song that we sang this morning and this lyric in that song on the screen. The splendor of the king. This is that second song that Chris Tolleman Tomlin song, How Great is Our God. The splendor of the king, clothed in majesty. He's, he's taking that right here from Psalm 98. It's exactly what we just read. Let all the earth rejoice. He's taking it right from this psalm. Listen, Israel is rejoicing. All those guys that were in the battle with the missing teeth and the crooked hat, they're rejoicing, right? We won. High fives. We won the championship. We are alive and our enemy is no longer our, he's no longer there. We've wiped him out. God wiped him out. We, our kids are safe, our parents, yes, everybody's safe. But then the psalmist says, not only should Israel rejoice, but now all the earth should rejoice. Because the victory that God won there in that valley in 900 BC is a picture and was meant to shine the, the light on the victory Jesus won on the cross when he died for the sins, not just of Israel, but all his people and all the nations. And so he's calling all the nations to worship him. That's what the psalm does, and that's what Tomlin does in this psalm. Let all the earth rejoice. All the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at his voice, and trembles at his voice. I think of that Revelation passage that says that when Christ returns, the kings and mighty men of the earth will be trembling in caves, and they're hiding from the wrath of the Lamb. Go read it. Because it's the Lamb of God crucified for our sins that won the victory on the cross. The mighty warrior king is the Lamb slain for our sins who rose from the dead by the power of God and rules and reigns today. And we worship Him. 
How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Name above all names. Worthy of all praise. My heart will sing how great is our God. Let us sing together, church. Every day, let us compose these songs. They, listen, the Psalms teach us how to sing of God's greatness as our victor who's defeated the enemy, as our king who rules all. But the Psalm teaches us how to sing those songs when we are doubting. It's okay to say, but where are you, God? When we are mad, God, why not? It's okay. But the last verse, the refrain, the chorus, I'm always coming back. How great is my God. Though he slay me, I will love and serve him. I don't understand it. Oh God, I just am so confused. But how great is our God. There's room here to be honest with God. But he always brings us back to his greatness. He's king. Point three, sing to the Lord your judge. Now that one you may be thinking, whoa, wait a second. I don't think it's healthy to sing to a judge. Because typically, right, what's the picture? You're standing before the judge, you're there because you did something wrong. So don't sing to the judge. Keep your eyes down and just say, oh judge, have mercy. Oh, but here's the truth, church. He is our judge. He's the victor, he's the king, he's the judge. But here's the good news. If you're a Christian, he judged your sin on Christ, your Savior. So when you stand before him, you stand before him justified. Man, if that doesn't make you sing, I don't know what will. I don't know if you've ever been in court or had one of your children in court. <laughs> but it's a good feeling when the judge says, not guilty, you may go. And the higher the charge, or the more expensive the lawsuit, or the more dire the consequences, the greater the joy when the judge says, not guilty. That's what this psalmist is talking about at the end of Psalm 98. Read it with me, verse 7. Again, let the sea roar. And all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it, let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth, he will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity, he judges the world with righteousness, our righteousness is Christ's righteousness, so that when he judges the world in righteousness, he judges us righteous in Christ, if we are in fact in Christ, and if you are not in Christ, I appeal to you, brother, sister, listen, I appeal to you, repent and believe in Jesus. He's the only righteousness that is any good on that day. And, oh, Christian, that is the righteousness that gives you joy today. That's what the psalmist is saying. Don't you see what he's saying? He starts with Israel. Listen, God just won the battle for you. Praise him. Sing him a new song. And then he says, oh, not just Israel, but all the earth, because this battle points to the battle that Jesus will win on the cross in his resurrection, that will be for the blessing of the nations, the blessing God promised to all the earth. And then he says, listen, nature, rocks and hills and mountains and streams, clap your hands, roar to God, because one day God is going to reverse the curse finally, totally, and he will bring a new heavens and a new earth, 
And we will rule and reign under Jesus with new, immortal, uh, eternal bodies. That's a great song to sing. As a matter of fact, I wonder if the Apostle Paul in the following scripture wasn't thinking of this psalm when he wrote these words to the Roman church back around 60-something A.D. that was beginning to undergo some pretty significant persecution. On the screen, Romans 8, 19-23. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. What he's talking about there is when man sinned in the garden, Adam sinned, God judged man, and part of that judgment was on creation. It was no longer perfect. So creation has been groaning, as we're going to read here in verse 22. One, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption. That's the result of sin. And obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. That's the final, final victory that comes in Jesus' second coming. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we understand we're saved, we understand the victory's been won, but the battle still rages, but we have the first fruits, Jesus' death, His resurrection, we are Christians, but we're looking to that day, we're still in the battle today. We ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly, As we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. We sang about that this morning in the following lyric. That that song, Happy Day. That song's about Romans 8. That song's about Psalm 98, verses 7 to, to 9. I love this lyric. When I stand in that place... Free at last. Free from what? Free from sin. Free from death. Free from grieving over a loved one that has passed. Free from confusion. Free from the lusts and and the the junk in my life that I hate, but I find myself doing like a dog goes back to its own vomit. I just, ah. Free from sadness. Free from working as hard as I can and having people rip me off or not acknowledge me. I'm free at last. Meeting face to face, meeting Christ face to face. I am yours, Jesus. You are mine. On that day, you're going to want to know that you are his and he he is yours because he chose you. If not, that will be a very horrible day for you. Endless joy. Endless joy. That's like the ice cream never running out and you never getting fat because you keep eating it. (laughs) That's the Gators winning the national title every year. Endless joy. How about perfect peace? That's rest for your mind. You know, in the middle of the night, you think, I'd give anything for peace right now. I am going crazy right now. Listen, perfect peace. Perfect peace. Earthly pain finally will cease. Celebrate Jesus is alive. He is alive. So church, here's the appeal. 
Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord of his grace. Sing to the Lord because he is the victor, he is the king, and he is the judge. How can I do that, Al? Well, I think the first thing you need to do, this is by way of application. Can you identify your song this week, maybe this afternoon? Listen, some of you may be just singing crazy stuff right now. You switch to the all-crazy, headbanger, you know, whatever rock, uh, whatever dark, you know, I don't even know what that stuff's called, sorry. Uh, But just, you know what I mean? Like, there's a dissonance in that song that people love. Some people love songs that are dissonant, right? They're just offbeat, off-kilter, and they, they revel in it. If you've been playing and singing that song, then identify it. Be honest. And then change the channel. See, what you need to do is erase that playlist, right? We all have go-to playlists. If, you, if you're a runner, you have a, your runner playlist. If you're working out, right, you have your workout playlist, whatever it is. What's your playlist? Identify it. And if it's not a new song to the Lord that's based around his victory over sin for you, his kingship over your life, and the fact that he's judged your sin in Christ, then change it. How can you change it? Well, talk to those that you notice have a pretty good playlist. I ask my son all the time about the songs that he likes. He, he likes some really interesting stuff, and I, I love learning about it. I asked my daughter about this EDM, and I actually went one year and listened to it, and, and it was fun. It wasn't Jimi Hendrix, but it was fun. <laughs> Saying that tongue-in-cheek. She, she listens to the Jimi Hendrix and goes, come on, Dad. But that's okay, but we're not talking about your taste here. We're talking about actually the new song of the Lord and and find someone that's listening to that kind of music and singing it. And then if you're not a Christian, ask them how they can sing that in the face of such a dark world. If you are a Christian, then learn from them. Listen, you can subscribe to a, a, a radio station like Pandora or Spotify or something like that. Type in worship music. Why not? You know, Learn from those. I mean, Zeke, Gary, there are some that are here. Mindy, uh, Lourdes. Uh, there, there are some of you that, that just love that kind of music. And say, hey, how can I get some good worship music, some biblical music, some music that is feeding my heart to help me sing to the Lord? But some of you, because you're musical, listen, God's going to give you the ability to compose songs. And this is how it happens. You read this. This is the Bible. Then God begins to work it in your life. And instead of writing a sad song about how broken your life is, you can write a faithful song about how broken your life is, was, and how glorious your life will be. Did you catch that? It's not just pie in the sky. You know, it's not just pop music that people dance to mindlessly. But it's a ballad. And it includes reality, but it includes the greatest reality. Jesus has won the victory. He's your king, and he's judged your sin on the cross. And sometimes out of the greatest suffering come the most beautiful songs. And he may have you write them and even sing them. So young people, learn music. Because we need to sing some of those songs. Amen? Let's pray. Worship team, would you join me up front? Father, I pray that you would give us the gift of song at Palm Vista. And Lord, I pray that you would um, just enable people to compose those songs in their heart. And if they're like me, 
They're not musical. I'm not a musical person. I, I enjoy it. I just don't know how to do it. I can't really sing on tune. But Lord, I've benefited from just getting good playlists from friends. Talking to people that know worship music and the genre and said, hey, who writes some good biblical lyrics? And then just going on iTunes and instead of just buying stuff that sometimes I buy mindlessly, we purposely buy the songs that we can populate our playlists with that lead our hearts upward. But Lord, we know that mostly this psalm is about the song that our life sings through what we say and do. How we spend our time and money and energy and talents. May we sing a new song to you, our victor, to you, our king, to you, our judge. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and let's sing a new song to the Lord. We sang it as our first song this morning. All creatures of our God and King.